my help at all? Let's see. Ah! <laughs> I'm leaving that in the episode. Ah! <laughs> oh, all right, I'm going to stop playing with my game before I screw this all up. <laughs> Hopefully you get something out of me. Um, yeah, sometimes it shows and sometimes it doesn't. I think it okay. all like, kind of uh, depends. The inputs are all correct and stuff. Like my, my mixer is lighting up when I speak. So I mean, I'm I'm saying stuff and there isn't anything showing up. So I, I think that's just... I'm seeing that... yours though. Yeah, I see oh, yours. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I now I see that. <laughs> Excellent. I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and click over and do this thing. Welcome, everybody. This is the Order of Podcasters special Q and A episode. In between seasons, I guess. How's everybody doing? Surviving. Doing good. Doing good. Living. Um, y'all want to go around and introduce ourselves? Yes. What, what if we said no, Paul? What, what, like, what avenue there? Like, what happens at that we point if we were like, Paul? Like we, we refuse to. Mm-mm. No one may know who we are. <laughs> right. Well, let's get to this. Is a new tactic. <laughs> this is a new tactic that the the Paul Haters Club is trying is just shutting you down right from the yeah. outset. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I do that so that I can get good clips of introductions for the opening like sequence. And then you always add so much stuff that I have to edit it anyways. So the Paul Haters Club is is doing very well even with introductions. Meeting our yearly goals. Mm-hmm. Yearly goals, so, yes. Ironically enough, Paul, like I'm the the lone Canadian here, but I'm the biggest patriot, right? I will not stand for your oppression <laughs> at all in the least. Will you cross the border to do anything about it? That's the real question. Uh, uh, clearly not, Rob. No. Clearly zero things will be done. All right. No, I mean, I just wanted to know your level of commitment here. <laughs> if, I get, if I get my jacked I'm, up pickup truck, can I pick you up on the way down south? Is this what yeah. we'll do? Okay. I'm, sorry, really, I'm really far from Canada. Like That's as fine. far as you can get while still being in the USA. And we can uh, we can blast some Luke Bryan, seeing as how they won't let him in the Opry. It's, a, it's true. It's just a it's crying true. game. They let they let Lauren Elena in. I mean, are you kidding me right now? I like I like her, but are you're not gonna you know include Luke Bryan? What? Does he look too sexy in those jeans? Paul Maybe. and Jen just just nodding silently, appreciatively, yeah. <laughs> knowing nothing to add to this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's a conversation that Brian and I return to quite often, actually. I am Brian Hasty, and I play Norman Johnson. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's accurate. But Rob, Jen, either of you want to I'm Jen, and I play Misty Showers, who we don't know if she's still alive. We're all hopeful, though. I'm Rob Christofferson, and I play Myron Dripchin. I was forcibly removed from a building during a rescue mission, but, you know, I'm sure I won't be salty about that. When I wouldn't get... imagine why you would be. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Hi, I'm Paul, and I am the mostly game master. And um, uh, I don't like. Uh, I think we're going to try to schedule something probably in February because January I'm out of town for two weeks, and wow, it got crowded real quick. But um, uh, yeah, in the next episode, y'all will not be playing any of those characters. 
but we'll get back to at least two of y'all <laughs> in the near yes. future. Yes. <laughs> at least, you know, again, I was forcibly removed because I guess they didn't want to potentially kill two people, but you know, right. Is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so we finished up season one, uh, in spectacular fashion. And, uh, um, we are on kind of a tween season break now, uh, but thought it'd be fun to address any questions, comments, or concerns. I have a concern. We- the, yeah, uh, <laughs> this is essentially the, uh, you know, the box that is set up, you know, in any uh, place of business for, uh, you know, causes, <laughs> concerns, and grievances. Uh, you know, Yes, grievances, and yes. I, I think there are a lot of grievances, but that's that's just me, you know. <laughs> Rob, the floor is yours. I feel like you have the most to to want to talk about first. Like I'm sitting pretty here. I beat a man with another man <laughs> during our last adventure. Like, that was pretty much like the the highlight of like what I got away with. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I really didn't expect that at all. Just the idea that uh, you could take one man's appendage and use it to, uh, you know, deal damage to a monster that uh, was pretty formidable. Just kind of had some like medical instruments on it. Uh, you know, just pulling it from wherever it had them. And uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, the uh, the worst monster that we've had yet. Uh, I was yeah. uh, I almost died. So yeah, I uh, and um, so if 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 people watched the live on Twitch version, um, we did find out if uh, uh, oh what was his character's name? Uh, if he got his leg back, if he oh, got it Sol- reattached, Solaria. Sol- yeah, I cut that out of the episode though. So. <laughs> we, you, yeah have, that's true you did you did cut that out of the episode yes uh we did record that yeah yeah the leg there, was saved. yeah there's there is a canonical ending and that is that the leg was saved yes. uh just the the podcast audience doesn't know that no you know sometimes the podcast audience gets extra stuff and sometimes they get less information yeah you guys get the you gotta uh, come audio to both. you gotta right. come to you, both. Got, you have to come to both yeah yeah Paul, how do you yeah. decide that Yes. How do you play God with yeah, such like how do you what do you like, like what, I'm kind of curious yeah like what are your decisions when you're in the like the editing suite? Um It's mostly episode flow. And so like we had hit like a pretty dramatic ending there. And and there were loose ends but um literal and figurative. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> loose legs. Um but I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to end, um, with that, with that kind of season end tension in the air. And I just like, I felt like our, our epilogue stuff just went too long. Um, sometimes like sometimes when I add like a scene, uh, like this happened in our very first adventure, it's because I realized after we stopped recording that I had left a massive, massive plot hole in it, um, which mm-hmm. was the, which was the uh, the doctor's yeah, receptionist right. had seen y'all t- asking about his car, 
specifically which car is the doctor's car Mm -hmm. and then the next day while you were there the car blew up and you did not explain that to her and i was like oh that looks bad we need to play something off that so that's why a scene was added there but yeah we we inspired her to start a podcast it's amazing exactly yes the architects of our own downfall as it were (laughs) like what were we thinking We could have just eliminated her. I'm just saying we could have taken her out. She didn't need to. She didn't need to know. But I guess what we're not into, like leaving. I guess we're into leaving loose ends like that. We need to, to get live. one of those clicky pin things from Men in Black. Yes. In yeah, <laughs> we, we definitely need a neuralizer uh, and we need to be able to wipe people's minds. It's just got to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's not built into season two, I'm going to be pissed. I also realized as a um, uh, like a, a hater of the character lore, I could have easily pinned that murder on him somehow. Yeah. We really should yeah. have done that more. Yeah, that's fair. I, that's completely fair. He did help me sell a lot I, of duck calls. So he did. I don't hate him he as did. much. I, I, okay. I am like, I am curious about this because when, whenever I'm the game master for anything, like, Players have a tendency to take instant dislikes to certain of my characters. (laughs) And like some of them, like, um, uh, uh, what was it in, in Tanaris? Was it Greg? Was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and he was Gary. I am. That's right. It was Gary. It was Gary. Um, Well, I mean, (laughs) the name Gary, come on. But he, he was, he was the murderer. And like the second they met, like the second they found the body, it was like, it was Gary. And it was like, what the heck? (laughs) So, what? No, it was a joke. <laughs> what, what? So for it was well, a joke. I know. Which... I'm sitting here the whole time going, "Gary's the murderer." I like. I'm, I'm trying to figure out something else to do. It's like, well, maybe I can make it this character because they have glued onto Gary. Um, but that but ended more... us, it ended up screwing us up. I know this is not a you know. Now we're we're digressing, but it ended up actually screwing us up because no, it, it totally had become didn't. such a joke. That it never occurred to us that he was actually the murderer. Oh yeah, when it was obvious that he was the murderer at the very end, we it was were like, like well, "Wait a maybe minute, maybe it's Susie." <laughs> <I'm ready. And laughs> let's let's try let's try to tr- to trick the the nice girl into admitting to murder. Um, I mean, but, you're making it all sound like it's a giant like TTRPG of Clue at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, what, so, why lore? So here's the thing, and I think that like this is by design, Paul, is that you set up lore as a resource to us, and every time we ask lore something, he goes, eh, eh maybe, eh, right. like, not very helpful. Which is so, and I get it, because it's like you can't have a character where you just ask for the answer to the question and then solve everything. I get that. But like as, a, as like the character, it's just like where we want answers and lore is not giving us the answers and so we're having to do all this other work and we're just like why are you here and so it makes sense story-wise even though as like a player i get it yeah he his role initially when when i when when i was working on the first adventure was going to be when you had enough clues he was going to give you like the name of the thing that you were fighting and basically read out of the esoterist book and we did that once and I kind of liked it when y'all didn't know like the details from the book that y'all were just like experiencing what you were experiencing in the moment. And that's all the answers you got. 
And I, and I kind of like the idea that even Ordo Veritatis is just kind of clueless about a lot of stuff because it's just, it's all weird. And, um, and so, yeah, I did take that, that kind of very, uh, very useful function off of lore, but, um, but it is true. A lot of times y'all, y'all are just like, you know, Hey, we, we found this footprint. What are all of the answers to the mystery? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, I, I will say I, I, we, I think the, the one adventure that we totally dropped the ball was fair. Yeah. Just because yeah, we like, did a bad job. As yeah, investigators and fair. With that, I think is the worst thing that we ever done. And it like it led to, I think, some of the best comedic moments. Like yeah. when I was interrogating you about security and you mentioned a fence and you said that that was like it was decent security. And I, you know, again pointing out it's a fence. Yeah. <laughs> I listened back to that audio so many times, and then you're like, it's a good fence. And I'm like, it's still a fence. <laughs> like, I, like, I was totally picturing, like, just what I've experienced from Texas Ren Fair, which, like, I don't know this for sure, but I think in the offseason, they graze cattle there. And <laughs> Wait, the, makes the LARPers or, like, the like the field is used for? The field. Like okay, itself. so the LARPers aren't just out of season, just eating. <laughs> no. <dead. laughs> okay, okay, cool. Okay, because you use they, and it's kind yeah. of vague. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I like, it, and I don't know. I don't know what the security is there. I mean, it's a pretty big place. I'm sure they have much better security than that. But it's it's like you know most fairgrounds I've gone to. It's like in the off seasons, like well, there's a chain. We got a padlock there. We'll let the cattle in so they can eat the grass and um because well, what are you protecting yeah it's 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 all a husk of building buildings at that point um but that that's kind of what i was imagining the whole thing but yeah uh, yeah <laughs> can i also just say 13 bodies is excessive it's really excessive that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> like even a lot. for I think like even most for most serial killers, like you yes. got your 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 notorious ones that have that that exceed that number, but like most serial killers, you got like four, yeah. four or five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, <laughs> like that's probably, I, 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 that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I'll concede that point. I I definitely think that fair is just that like oddity in in our in our first season that I still go back and listen to and, and get a lot of enjoyment, especially that, that dumb joke about bait and Ford being responsible for it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the whole, the whole idea of fair was, was me just going like, I don't want, like, I don't want this to be the cultish show, uh, the, 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 the cult show where like, you know, every, every week it's a new cult that's, you know, summoning things that they don't, understand and um and putting you know just making it a, an environment that was not normal and um and with a with a villain that was not exactly what we were expecting um but yeah like uh there was a lot going on there and i think at times it was definitely getting out of control from from my <laughs> point of view just like i was losing control of it <laughs> Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
us yeah. is convinced like the Falconer is just an avatar for Paul. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, that's, that's just, true. Just a big dream of Paul's has always wanted to like direct birds for a living instead of doing things yeah. on Twitch. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's this uh, is a true like, statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like my character in Dyson Drury is a falconer, and uh, in like uh, Jeff was saying, uh, Jeff the DM over in Dyson Drury was saying, you know, what I could and could not do with falcons, and I knew that was wrong. So I went to Ren Fair and like recorded the whole falcon section of the falconer, and and, and sent it to him. I was like, this is what a falcon could do. Now let me do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, like that, that is, that is one of the things that was like instant regret on my part that, um, like, you know, I knew where the bodies were and I knew how they could be discovered. Um, uh, but at the same time, I didn't put them in a place and, and this is, this is typically a rule for me that you can get to a place in the plot more than one way that like, I'm, I'm not I don't want to, I don't like want to like, you know, funnel you down one road. Like if you find it in a, in another way, then that's cool. I normally have like this whole grid of interconnecting lines that, you know, you could find it this way. You could find it the other way. But I was realizing as we were playing is like, they, they can't, they can't find those bodies any other way. And that was, uh, that was a mistake. And, um, uh, I, I, I had a cool scene in mind, but in having a cool scene in mind, I railroaded y'all on it. And, uh, and so that, yeah, that was, that was the wrong path for me to go. Even though it was still a cool scene. Are you writing all of these yourself or have any of them been pre-written mm-hmm. adventures from the books? None of them have been pre-written uh, from the books. I, I do have some now that I'm looking at that we might do for season two. Uh, some pre some pre written ones, um, but uh, but no no I haven't I haven't run any pre published ones. That's this that's is also why impressive. I that's also why I write these in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like uh, <laughs> like I, I wrote like three of them before I actually looked at one. It, you know that that had been pre published. Like oh that's how they laid that yeah. out. Oh that's a good idea. Mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that is kind of brave, like writing it yourself. But this is like, a new mm-hmm. game, too, that we hadn't played yet until we all played it together. And Paul is just yeah. like, you know, I'm just going to do this however I want. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Well, and well, none of us have rage quit. <laughs> no. that, that is impressive, yeah. Um, that's also why I we don't ever use additional points for investigative skills, which if 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 I had, like, like work through some pre-published ones first, I'd probably be a lot better at. But the, the way it's supposed to work is if you have one point in the skill, then you will succeed in the skill. But if you have more than one point, you can spend a point to get a little extra information. And um, yeah, like I, like I end up, I ended up writing like these adventures that had like, you know, 10 investigative points and but only one level of each. Um, when I look at like some pre-published ones, and there's only like three investigative points, but diff- but depth to them. And I was like, oh, they're they're running a lot more role play and less searching for clues than I'm mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't I don't I don't think we've really lost anything the way we're running them. But that might 
that might change a little bit in season but two. But isn't the beauty of like of of the sort of like the campfire storytelling we're all doing together, right? Like that, like mm-hmm. you don't have to base yourself off of that book in order to have a successful campaign. And we've done several this year. Like my fear in particular is the the cult one. Mm. Yeah, the cult one. Was... Oh, yeah. like oh, like the actual like the um, uh, Branch Davidians. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The okay. candle, the ca- the candle saga, as I call it. In my yeah. Head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that one. That one was. That one turned out to be a blast. And um, yeah, I love uh, the 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 candles in particular fit in so nicely there. And um, I am glad. Uh, the, that that one was fun. I'm also glad that we were able to set the tone together early on as players because you never quite know mm-hmm. until you start playing with the group what it's going to be like in terms of seriousness or like how silly it's going to get. And I think we've done a fair enough job of like striking a balance between both. And I think particularly in the last um, adventure we undertook, I think we all recognize like when we need to like push the story forward versus like when we're going to like ask stupid questions and go eat somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. I really, really like the dynamic and the chemistry that the four of us have. And so far, every single guest that has come on has been able to just make that better and like work with it. Mm -hmm. It's we've been really lucky with that so far. Yeah. The gate, the guests have been, been great. Just, uh, like everybody's bringing a distinct character in and I've really, I've really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, like uh, yeah, and, and especially the 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 final uh, the final adventure, uh, the practice. Um, I thought like it just everybody just ha- just put up a perfect pace on that, and like it, everybody was in tune with that story, and it it worked so much better than I than I thought it would. I am so glad to hear that because I was really worried. Because I was stuck in the flashback scenes because Misty was dying somewhere. Oh my god! And gosh. so I yeah. like the entire like we had talked some about what was what we were going to do, but not like a lot. And so you like I would be put in these situations, and I would be like, "Okay, this is what I think Misty's going to do. Uh, I hope that that I'm doing it right." Um, so I, it worked out though. Mm-hmm. So, well, it was very different than what I told you it was, was going so to be. Different. I, so, I decided yeah. at the last minute to change directions on you, uh, and and that was a pacing thing because uh, I, I saw like by the time we got to the first flashback, um, I was like, okay, it's taking a little bit longer than I expected, which I should have I should have expected, and um, boy, this other version has actually quite a lot of plot in the flashbacks, and I just don't think it it's going to work. Um, the original vision of the flashback, by the way, is that the, the woman um, who uh, Misty's husband was investigating was going to be tempting Misty kind of into a cult, uh, into the, uh, the terrorist, uh, while her husband was working against, uh, you know, against them. And so that was going to be the final showdown, but it just, it was like, oh man, that's that's going to take way longer than I think I have, and that, uh, and I, that was just oh, being too ambitious. So I changed it at the very last second, and she rolled with it. It was, it was great. <laughs> so, do you want to reveal all of the spoilers for what you have in mind for next season, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> just go ahead and list them all off sequentially, please. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bullet yeah, points, so, please. So our, our first adventure is going to be take take place in the past. And you are going to be playing Misty's husband's 
Ordo Veritatis team. And for a second, uh, I thought you were just gonna say husbands, like we each get yeah, like, it really is a cult. Okay, actually, that she's had she's had several husbands. This this there's there's been implications, yes, this correct. There have been like there have been mentions of multiple husbands. But yes. here's the thing most of them have disappeared, died, yeah. or disappeared, yeah, right, right, yeah. Oh, gosh, that's that'd be funny, but um. Yeah, like uh, 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 you know, this this is like, and and I and I have the general idea, but I don't know, I don't, I don't know how, what the plan is going to be, but this is going to be one where we all know everyone's going to die at the end, mm. and whatever clues you're able to uncover, your present characters will have them in a folder that Laura will give you when you're looking for missing. Oh, it's notes, I guess. Yeah, um, exactly. All that stuff. Um, so, and, and I'm going to ask you a question that may include like spoilers. So you obviously don't have to answer in a lot of detail. No, I think I'm. But, I think I'm obligated. But, I, at some point, I wrote A of A, which is literally I am legally you obligated are now, to answer. It's, it's legally binding. <laughs> this is a contract. Trust me. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Defense attorney Jennifer Taylor has emerged even in the Q and A episode. This is amazing. I can't keep her out. Um, no. So the question though is the podcast trailer is all like that. Is that going to come back or was that just like a one-time joke? Oh no no no! They will they will play a role. That's a um, thing. I'm so excited. But, yeah, both hosts and the podcast will play a role. I can't and wait until we run into Barry, each other at a convention. Irving yeah. Perry. Yeah, well, Barry, so what is what is Myron's producer's name? Is he involved in this at all? Jimmy. What was his name? Jimmy. Yes, that's Jimmy. right. Yes. Does Jimmy have some kind of like a, a, a hatchet? Like a conflict of interest here? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm kind of curious to see. Wait, that like around. a hatchet, like a, a a Gary Paulson type hatchet here, or <laughs> no, no, more figurative, like maybe an axe to grind against Myron oh, okay. for his tireless. Okay, uh, yeah, you know, probably uh, delusions of grandeur. Yeah, probably. I think we need to have a guest on to play. Did my we bring? Uh, we haven't brought producer. anyone in as a Jimmy, right? So maybe that's mm-hmm. yeah. something to consider. Yeah. You know, I there um, there is an adventure that's not going to happen right away, but it it, it will come up. Um, that, you know, I don't know, like three adventures down the road, that is going to play very very heavily into the tri-coastal program. So that, that could be like our guest uh, in that episode will be Jimmy. That cool. would be fun. That's cool. Yeah. Whenever you're like planning this stuff out, did you have like an overarching like story that you wanted to do for season one or even season two, or are you just like kind of going through it and thinking up this stuff? Like as we go along, because there wasn't a whole lot of like, you have to listen to every adventure no. to get mm-hmm. it. But like, there was a few, there were callbacks. And it kind of sounds like going forward, it sounds like you're kind of wanting to do a more like overarching story. Or am I like completely misinterpreting that? Um, there will be several connected stories. Um, I, I like, like, uh, and I've mentioned this before, like, um, I envision this like the X Files. Uh, uh, from the beginning where you have tent pole episodes that are connected to, to an overarching story with multiple parts, but then you just have monster of the week. And I, I didn't want to do like every single adventure, uh, you know, coming up to a grand finale, but you know, the, um, the practice was just too good of a monster um, to, 
uh, you know, to make just a monster of the week. I, I like them so much. Um, and, and I actually, I should mention this because you asked earlier if like, if I'm making up these adventures on, you know, myself, the monsters I'm mostly taking from the book and building the adventures around them. And, uh, the practice is in the, um, uh, did I grab it? Oh, it's in this book, the book of unremitting horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, I changed the stats on them, but, um, they, uh, I, I liked them so much that I wanted to make them a bit of a bigger enemy. So, um, that plot will move forward as we're trying to figure out what happens with Misty. But once we kind of dive into the past and then come back and figure out exactly what happened to Misty and if she's going to be playable in the future, um, then, then we'll do some monster of the week stuff. Should I make a backup character? Probably. Yes. Well, you should, because yeah, yeah, like when you're searching for Misty, you will not be Misty. Well, yes. So, um, I was going to make a character for that, but we also don't know if Misty's going to come out alive. Right. So Mm -hmm. cute. Jen just grabbing her PDF and marking like, like a two next to Misty's name and just like calling it a day. This is, this is, (laughs) Hey Brian, I think we have a twin sister, Misty. (laughs) Brian, Misty. I think we have a, a a monster to give to Paul. I think we need to give him oh, Gondola, Gondola Man. Man. Yes, <laughs> Gondola Man. Gondola Man <laughs> has taken on a, a life of his own. Uh, it's been really incredible to uh, to see like a random one off story that I told to Brian become this um, major um, thing that keeps popping up. People want people want merch now. It's great. Gondola Man. Paul, have he you seen Gondola Man yet? I have, yes. Yeah, okay. I am on Discord. I don't ever talk because right. I know nothing. But I am on I am on uh so on the funniest thing Discord. is we were doing we were doing Rob's episode and he just he randomly at the end of his like little preamble shows me the picture. Like I hadn't seen it prior to this. He goes, What do you think of this man? As like the <laughs> kicker. And I was like, All right, well, this is clearly uh a, a, a Rob having fun with me. <laughs> like I hadn't read the story, but I saw the picture and I'm like, <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to do this. This is like, it's short. So I'm like, okay, we can, we can nail this out. And like, it was way weirder than I thought. The fact that the, this <laughs> figure came with a set of stairs, the stairs yeah. came with him. It, it, it was amazing. Just a stick, you know, and like Paul, I'm sad that you didn't incorporate him uh, retroactively. Go back in time yes. and do that. Yeah. Uh, m- more seriously though. And this is a question I always want to ask. Was the, were there any bits of story or dialogue that like you wanted us to get towards that we just never did. That's a good question. Um, cause I'm always curious about the path not taken with these kinds of things. Cause like we, oh, I feel yeah. like collectively we make good decisions, but sometimes maybe, maybe there's something that we missed. Like, like 80% of the time we make good decisions. <laughs> um, yeah. just in choice of restaurant, I think we're 110%. Yes. <laughs> um, I am trying to remember. This is going to be great radio. Well, this is where vamping comes in, you know. This and is the, where, ed- the editing process in general, I think. Yes. Yeah. The um uh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh I'm trying to think. So in missing the the only thing in missing that I was really 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 focused on that I really wanted in there. Y'all did get in there. And that was um uh the texting conversation back and forth uh with the with the ghost and that actually comes straight from the book that that dial uh, that the the thing that the uh that the ghost said in that what was next 
We uh, had missing. We, we then had Blackwater. Uh, Blackwater, oh, yes. which was then I compound. Think, of course, we black recorded, yeah Blackwater. Yeah, we recorded uh, the first part of compound before yeah, we did. Yeah, and then Blackwater. we went back. Uh, Blackwater was there was there was quite a bit cut out of Blackwater, but it was mostly scenes like at the empty house. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because y'all would not leave the courthouse. <laughs> it's like this is supposed to be a one shot, guys. This that's is not a drama. I am. We actively joked about turning into a courtroom drama, right? So yes. But in we fairness, given the opportunity. in fairness, I don't know how you didn't anticipate that I would latch on to that <laughs> part of yep. the story. <laughs> I mean, it's it, you. You made her go to work like right after work. It was I, just, yes, you know. <laughs> I did. I went to work all day, and then I came home and went to work. Um, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, compound was next, and um, there there was there were several different paths you could have taken that would would have delved delved more into Grant, but nothing nothing that like like was really critical for me. Um, fair was fair was all over the place. <laughs> it was. It, it that was, was that was the, the most challenging to to game master. It was all by it fault. It was it was tough to read because like mm. of all the of all the adventures that could have been like a Phoenix Wright adventure, I think that was one of them, and it was on like hard mode because yeah. like. Uh, it's like going back over the same things over and over again, trying to figure out like, why are we so stupid right now? Why are we, what are we missing here? And yeah, that one was just, that was tough. I think. And that, um, the conversation with the fortune teller in that was, was my effort to say, okay, here are the answers that I just made too hard for you to figure out, you know, here, here, uh, this this is how this goes, and um, that that took the most research uh, because I was like looking up uh, meanings of runes and stuff, and I figured out like in fortune telling, like there's like thirty different interpretations of these things that it just right. depends on who's reading them. And I was like, oh, I thought there was like, I thought there was like an agreed upon like standard and licensing no obviously <laughs> not that was dumb on my part um but i had stacks and stacks of paper uh, beside me and um uh who was it i think it was norman who like you know it was like i like i had planned i'd planned the myron reading um and the, but then but the norman was like i now i want a reading yeah. It's oh, like, do you no. know? Do you know? It took me like three days to write his, <laughs> and I like I like uh, when I when that was done, I threw away, uh, and and I and I had to insert that reading into into the podcast version, uh, my uh, Norman's reading, and right. so I kept I kept all that notes there, and then I wrote his, and then like I I threw away like a stack of paper. It was insane. Uh, and it was um, it was way harder than I expected it to be to write and to um, to run. And uh, I swore never again. <laughs> but uh, then um, there was a similar scene actually in the practice that was it wasn't it wasn't like a uh, a um, a scene that um, 
like tied up any loose ends or like or or gave y'all clues or anything like that. But it it turned out to be one of my favorite scenes. It's when Solario went into uh I think it was in the recovery by himself and met the man in black. That was not intended at all. Uh but he went into that section and like all the encounters that I had planned, um we had already done. And it would just be like really anticlimactic if like Norman is seeing the the monster in the in the the reflection of the windows, and you know y'all are seeing like you know that one frame of picture of him, and then and as the tension is riding, Larry just finds zero things, and so um, like I had I had complete I had actually completely forgotten that I had that spirit box say um, IV. Uh, the time before until I rewatched it. And I was like, why did I say like, what was I indicating there? But then in that moment, he was in that same room and using it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, like if, if they actually see a man in the black die, that, that actually probably will heighten the tension here because this is a character who has been wounded several times but you've never seen him that bad. Right. And so uh, that, that kind of gives a double indication that this, okay, this is worse than we've seen it so far. Mm. Um, so that wasn't like, that wasn't something you like a, a conversation or anything you missed, but uh, that was something added last minute that I really, really liked. But yeah, nothing stands out that I like, yeah. I thought was just gr- great and, and was kicking myself one episode we haven't really hit. talked about or one series we haven't really talked about is Crop, which was one of my well, one of my other favorites, which is just Yeah, I was gonna ask so Rob if there was a if there was a conversation in that one that uh <laughs> that we just um we just skipped. <laughs> um not really. I I tried to play it all loosey goosey uh with certain things and because it, it's kind of hard to set in a one shot that became a two shot, like the certain expectation that a character is going to either interact with this character or go and do this specific thing or this or that. So you kind of have to move it around a little bit. And like, Mm -hmm. I kind of, I know I kind of set some like hard limits up front with certain characters like Helena Harris, because it just felt like uh, I made her a little too obvious. And I'm like, in the initial, the the first session that we did for that, she was the one, she was going to be the one. And then, uh, you know, later on, I felt that ah, this, this too will too easy. So changed it up last minute to Ted Lyons. But, um, there weren't a lot of real like expectations as to how things would, how you would interact with that setting because like, it's really a, a small, it's a small town that I had built out. You could have done a, a bunch of different things, but um, I think the way that you guys handled it, you handled it pretty well. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I believe I told you after, after you did it, it's like, I, it, I rewrite a lot after night one, a lot, you know, and, and I've, and I've gotten to the point now where I, the second half of the adventure, I'm leaving really outliney in my notes. Yeah. 
because I I change it I've changed it every single time based on what you do in that and 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 it's stuff like that it's like um it, it you know if uh, if you get to the end of night one it's like wow the bad guy's super obvious that's probably not good <laughs> yeah I did not do that with Tanaris it it was Gary <laughs> but, <laughs> sure um, sure. <laughs> 1489 DR. For the greater part of a decade, the Forgotten Realms has plunged into turmoil and confusion. Numerous wars were fought in the east and the north, and thousands were killed. In the south, the seas receded while earthquakes and locusts plagued much of the land. Sailors from long-forgotten lands made port on the Sword Coast, and a great rain fell over the sea of fallen stars. As the decade ends, the Frost Maiden Oral has plunged Icewind Dale into a perpetual winter. Violence once again finds itself on the streets of Waterdeep, and rumors of war leak out from the east. Cast into that world are three adventurers on the road for the first time. I'm Desdemona, and I play Ami. I'm Jen, and I will be playing Mirabella. Hi, my name is Chris Rusho, and I am playing Bocera Splitfish. And I'm Rob Christofferson, the Dungeon Master for Rolling Through the Realms, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. New episodes drop every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app of choice. Hi, I'm Dave, and welcome to the Arcane Dice Podcast. You may remember me from such podcasts as the Arcane Dice Podcast and the Arcane Dice Presents Dungeon Crawl, Legacy of the Mad Mage. And I'm here today to invite you to enjoy our live play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast, The Arcane Dice Podcast. Join us as we go through an entertaining adventure filled with magic, excitement, and unknown surprises. Our unscripted campaign will be as much a surprise to you as it is to us. You can find us on Twitter at Arcane Dice, Facebook and Instagram, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Or find us on arcanedicepodcast.podbean.com. Let's let this adventure begin. Yeah, what I find interesting is that most of our sessions, like episodes, are split up. But like most of our sessions are are two nights, and that was going to be one of my questions. Is, is it seems that like you more tightly control night one, and then based on how uh, we pass or succeed or where we take it, like then you structure night two more loosely, knowing what we're kind of going for. Almost, it's like a really weird uh, symbiotic relationship. Yeah, yeah, it, it it definitely does. You know, playing and then also. Uh, writing it and running it it's it, it's different from the dungeons and dragons stuff that i do because that stuff there's a set thing and yeah there may be some pieces in there that get added on like i i'm very much the type of person that will think of something in the middle of a workday jot it down and then add it on later to like the the notes that i'm Mm-hmm. creating for myself for the next session that we do so um still that's general it's generally rigid there's not going to be a lot of changes in the way that i run that adventure versus something like this which is you know very it's mystery based so you mm-hmm. have to kind of move things around otherwise you know the first night you guys played for like you know three hours the second night uh, you would have probably if I had kept things the same way, you probably would have been done within, you know, like a hour and a half, maybe 
if that Paul's is, editing heart would have loved that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but uh, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to make it that easy. Partially because I'd spent so much time just building this tiny world that you, you guys didn't even really get much of a chance to explore because uh, you know just time constraints or stuff like that. And like uh, when it comes to you know, like a lot of one shots uh, when you're in an, like a pre-established world or something like that, you only get to see like one slice of it, one tiny portion of it. And uh, I don't know, like for me, it, it's just I it, it takes away from kind of the dynamic a little bit of uh, what a setting can be and how kind of rigid it, it tends to be with a with a one shot. It's like you have a, a particular mission you have the paths in front of you to address it. Um, but it, it just seems like there isn't a lot of room for nuance. And mm. Well, it's a question of scale, right? Yeah. Like, a one-shot ver- that, you know, inadvertently will turn into a two-shot when you invite Sam from Not Alone on um, yeah. ends up being this, like, uh, kind of like even but i think like even in, the, in a limited capacity of a one shot quote unquote like there was still kind of expansive enough like for example like mm-hmm. and this is a question i wanted to ask to to jen and rob and maybe less so to paul because you don't have um an active character in the game but like crop like i the my character saw something in it right so i therefore feel um transformed a little bit so i'm just wondering for the two of you like how do you feel your characters have sort of like changed over the first season that is a really good question well, I think well, I mean, Misty changed to death. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, her life force has been snuffed out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, that's a good question because I, there's a lot that has changed about how I perceive Misty from when I made her, when we were planning on, you know, just doing this game and I didn't really know how to play. And I was just, okay, I was trying to make this character. And then as you progress through the season, like my idea of who she is, and even to a certain extent, like her backstory has, it's changed after every single time that we played. Um, I envisioned this black widow. She was kind of crazy. She was obviously not evil. She's, you know, cause she's a protagonist and she's doing good things, but she has a shady past. And, um, I think kind of the more that I play her, she's less, like, she's just more likable. Like I like her more. And I think that she has a lot, there's a lot more innocence to her than I really anticipated. Um, whenever I made her, like I kind of envisioned originally somebody that had like all these secrets and, and, and she still certainly does. Um, but just, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it's the way I play her or the way she interacts with the two of you or what, but just every single time I play that, I, I learn more about her. Um, and I think what I'm learning is that she is a lot, um, less like she's very hard on herself. Maybe, um, she's been through a lot and mm-hmm. but she's a lot more innocent than I really gave her credit for when I very first made her. <laughs> I think that like the funny thing is like originally I felt you may have been playing her like a little too crazy Callie-ish and like you've added a lot of nuance to who she is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's made mm-hmm. her a more compelling um, character, at least to like someone who plays with her, is that originally you're kind of like, oh yeah, and then yeah. like it's suddenly like like there are moments of like seriousness, and then like there's like um some depth added there that like you don't necessarily anticipate from the outset. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for Myron, it was after we did Compound, and this was like the second adventure that he was in that, you know, he took a decent amount of damage. And I had actually texted Paul, and I was like, I kind of got this character. Um, 
this twist here uh, and that kind of, you know, exposed that, that came out um, at the end of uh, the practice in that he's been with this group for a little bit. He's got his doubts. I think a lot of the angle with which I'm coming at his character going forward is more a, it's the idea of, of self-preservation in, mm-hmm. in many ways. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, he's in this life. You can't really get out of it because he's a little too, he, he's too interested to, to pull himself back, but uh, how that's going to affect him and what decisions that, that ultimately leads to going forward in season two is going to be, it's interesting because like uh, I've become more of a, at least I've tried to become a better role player when it comes to, uh, you know, a Dungeons and Dragons session or this game or, or whatever it is and just uh, see where the role playing takes you. So with, with Myron, I think uh, uh, I just got some options with that character that I set myself up for. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, where I go with that, I guess. Something I feel like originally um, in the first couple of adventures that we went on, and it is more central, and I'm hoping it makes a return for season two, is like the the um, the Egyptian dynasty and like the mm-hmm. the Beefit's empire and the interplay there is really interesting to me. And I feel like we've gone we away from like home it. base. Yeah. I know we've gone away from home base for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of hoping next season, Paul, hint, hint, we could see a little bit more of that because that was some of the like the best comedic bits I think where you just. Um, I think that like no matter what, um, there's like a certain uh, amount of like vanity to to Myron that'll never disappear, no matter yeah. like how self aware he becomes. And like I feel, especially during practice, towards the end, he definitely um, uh, a lot of that like mask was dropped for like who he really could be as a person when he doesn't have to be uh, like in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I'm. I'm interested in characters like like the most interesting characters in Dungeons and Dragons to play is chaotic neutral characters because they they have their own motivations yep. and uh, you can play them a thousand different ways. Uh, they're the easy most the easiest uh, aligned character to play and like that's kind of where uh, Myron fits in like this guy that uh, you know uh, yearns for. Uh, this like familial connection and yet uh uh for a long time has failed to really grasp it and then you know kind of turns things around a bit and uh starts uh you know creating more avenues it'll be interesting to see what happens with like meredith in season two and and what she brings to the table because like yeah it's definitely not gonna go unanswered she's definitely gonna bring her own game to the table there's no way that it, that she can't so yeah yeah I, I i think i've mentioned this before but like the next conversation you have with meredith i have had it planned for the <laughs> longest time and um it was uh it was it was in actually it was in blackwater where you called back to the plan yep. and i asked you who yeah. you were going to talk to and the reason I asked that, because if it was Meredith, I had this conversation in mind. It has not changed. I know what it is, <laughs> but it wasn't. So, uh, uh, do you have any yeah, like, more plans for um, like crossovers with? Because I know we did that crossover with Dyson Drury, which was fun. Yeah. Are we planning anything mm-hmm. like that again for season two? Um, 
I have not planned that, but that was fun. That was really fun. Um, and I, um, I, I, I happen to know that Dyson Drury is coming close to finishing recording to Curse of Strahd. Um, is it though? Is it really? <laughs> because you know, I gotta say, like. You guys, you guys are you guys are taking your time. Like I, I this, think this Jeff has made season. it his personal mission to never end this. Oh, just, no. like, yes. to just really extend this out because, like, uh, season three here, like it's it's going on. You know? What we're saying is, Paul, shut up. <laughs> it, this was not me this time. This was not. Uh, but no, no, no. It, it, in, in all seriousness, like we were heading to Ravenloft on Friday when we recorded. And he stopped us and made us do a quest in Balaki, oh. and then, <laughs> and then, and then revealed there was only half the quest, and there's another half a quest. It's good. It it, it really is good, but uh, it's it's like that I is thought, a skill. I, I just I I don't like the the ability to take this campaign that you guys are on and and stretch it. It's it's actually very impressive. Because I quick, mm-hmm. I ran out of stuff for my players to do, and I was like, "All right, it's time to go wrap this up." Uh, <laughs> so. well, it's yeah, like- it's it's been interest. It's been interesting for 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 playing Crethen because, uh, like, I you know, I think of things through story, and like y'all, like uh, like I mean, um, <laughs> I think Rob got the first taste of 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 this when I was like, you know, okay, I have my character for. Your game. Mm-hmm. I am now writing a novel <laughs> yeah. based right. on this character. Right. It obviously it's not the first time I've done this, but like I, you know, I I was I was a novelist before I was a, a, a role player, and uh, and I think I think through things with story, and so like there was a point in in the third season. It's like Crethen is where I want him to end his story, so the game needs to end. He's like, no, we got a lot of stuff to do left. I'm like, but Crethen's story is <laughs> over. Right, it's, it's done, over. and then right. stuff more stuff happened to Crethen, so story's not stupid over. Uh, Crethen <laughs> season two, right? Yes. Um, well, I mean, we uh, Paul, you and I, we even had the, uh, a conversation before you, you know, decided to come on rolling through the realms full time because, like, what I have in my head for what rolling through the realms is going to be is like. It's not just going to be this this campaign involving these characters. Yeah. The idea is to have three separate campaigns that are about like maybe a year long, if that, that all end up connecting into this one giant thing. And and you you were hesitant at first, but I was like, I mean, we can we could modify <laughs> it to make it I, easier. Yeah. So it's not like you know like a a ten year thing, but it was just uh, <laughs> yeah when when something is seen it's you know it's it's run its course just you know i think Mm -hmm. uh, at a certain point you just kind of need to let it go let it run its course but like there have been some interesting interesting moments in dyson dreary and it's it's been a joy to listen to but it's just like yeah this slow march to all this stuff okay all right i'm on board yeah, and, and, I, let, and let me be clear: season three has been is my favorite season still. Right. And we are we are at the almost at the door of Ravenloft. It is ending. Um, uh, I'll yeah, but it went a lot longer. I, I, I the reason why I haven't yet is because I started it over from the beginning, so I've been re-listening from season. I one. did, yeah, I did too. I'm in season two now. Um, 
Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah. Okay. So I, I, I wanted to say, uh, on, on characters because like, um, my biggest worry in starting it, it, it at the very, very, very beginning is that like, this was very much like Seinfeld in that y'all, y'all's characters are extremely unlikable. All mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's Fair. like, uh, <laughs> by the, you know, and, and this happened very quickly, but certainly by the end, it's like, you know, everything that was going on in the practice, it, it's, I, and I think everybody felt this like, whoa, I really care about what happens to these characters. Mm-hmm. And y'all have taken these just, these the, the horrible human beings and, <laughs> um, and uh, it really made them, uh, made the audience connect to them. And uh, I love it. Uh, and that was not, that was all y'all. And, uh, uh, and I really appreciate that. I really appreciate being able to like kind of work with, with those characters because I know that y'all are going to do something interesting, but also something that, that is going to pull, pull the audience in and make it, make them sympathize. That's very cool. So I appreciate that. In when we were getting, when we, when we did that second half of the practice, Misty is missing. You know, we we don't know where it is, you know. After hearing, you know, Lore say that it's this race against time and it's easy to just say. Fuck Misty, you know, just fuck her. We can we can move on and and, and stuff like this, but it's like I, I we we've grown too much as characters to just let that go. And, and like. It was uh, is uh, another great moment when, you know, Myron's running, he's running to the doors, and he just yells back to Norman, uh, uh, you know, get everybody out of here. And in his Norman way, he's like, I will decide to do that in my own time. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> the perfectly Norman way to, to, to make it, to, to show that he cares. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's... Uh, <sighs> being incredibly unlikable characters and and coming together like that, that's also a testament to your storytelling, because if we didn't have that framework uh, in the practice, probably wouldn't have been as meaningful or impactful as it ultimately became. So that's, that's a testament to your storytelling. So I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. That, that, that remains, that remains the best, the, the best piece of storytelling I've ever been involved in. Um, it was so that, good. That, I was really, that's really good. It. Honestly, like mm-hmm. I've li- I've really listened to it a couple of times, like the like the last couple of episodes, and I'm really yeah. really happy. And I do yeah. feel like, and this is kind of something I want to broach with with everyone here is that like, um, I'm used to not throwing dice around now. Like when I come to these sessions and I kind of don't mind it in a certain way because I feel like it's less combat based and more, more of a conversational, more like, like, like Rob was saying before, like it's more of a mystery you have to solve. So it's more about personalities and wits and questions and like process. Mm -hmm. And like, while that is present in a more classical form of like D and role playing like D and D, like I feel like this is more my vibe these days and I'm kind of super here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised how quickly I really, like I really started to enjoy that aspect of it because i mean i like dice i I have all kinds of pretty dice i like being able to roll my dice it's a thing that you know but like yeah i might roll the dice twice in two nights um Mm -hmm. and and honestly like as far as like when you're listening to a story that's not even my favorite parts um it 
I, it's yeah. I, I like it a lot. I like that you don't have to do that. I like it's so easy yeah. to bring new people in, like our guests, because you don't have to explain a ton of rules. Like there are things you have to explain to them here and there, but it's just like no, you just show up and you just role play with us and you know tell the story with us and try to figure out who the bad guy is. Yeah. It's like D and D is more of a game of thresholds, right? Where like you need to look at a character sheet to decide like how much you need to roll for X, Y, and Z. Versus like when I looked at my character sheet, it's just a binary: it is or it isn't. So mm-hmm. it makes right. things much more easy and smooth, and less like math because I hate math. Less sure. brain work to work out all the friggin' time. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that Robin Laws says in the book, and he, he wrote he wrote the system um, uh, just about the gumshoe system. And, and, and I was having the same thing. It's like, dang, doesn't this make it too easy? You know, before we started playing it, it, that you're not, you're not really rolling dice. And, and and he, and then like, I get to the paragraph where he's like, some people say it's too easy. I'm like, yes, I do say that. And, um, and he says, you know, so like, this is a big skill that you have, right? Rolling dice. You're like really good at that. Like a random (laughs) number generator. You're great. You're great at random number generators. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Rolling a dice isn't actually a skill. Like no. right. us us role playing together and figuring it out, that actually is. And uh and right. uh I was I was worried about it coming in and uh and it's the same thing. It's the same way with me. It's like, man, uh, this this whole thing melds so well together. It's so it it really works well and um and it it really brings out the role playing which even in D&D is my favorite part. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like I, fighting in D&D, but I really like role-playing in D&D. Same. And, and I, think, I think the what makes it weird at first is because, you know, it's it's a tabletop game. And so, like, with D&D, like, what makes that, the t- with the tabletop aspect of it is the rolling the dice and the doing right. the math and the map and the tokens. And, like, that's what makes it a tabletop game. And so when you take most of that out, it doesn't feel like a tabletop game anymore. It's just a bunch of people sitting around and telling a story. Yep. And so it feels weird, but but it's great. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that because I, like, I was thinking about this the other day where, like, like D&D definitely is more of a tabletop game versus, like, this is almost like a couch game. Yes. Yeah. I think so. I think mm-hmm. so, yeah. And like I, I love the flow of having played D and D off and on for the last like fifteen years. I find this like such an interesting change of pace that it forces my brain more into the role playing. I think almost in certain respects because I'm less taken out of it by the mechanics of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you, you don't have to think about that ever. Yeah, except when I'm firing a gun, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, I, and yeah. I think I think Wizards of the Coast has kind of started to recognize that, seeing as how they're starting to put out more adventures that really don't require combat. You, I mean, you could do yep. you could do uh, Witch Beyond the Wildlight uh, without combat. You could probably do yeah. you could probably set up Strixhaven to not have to deal with combat if you really mm-hmm. want to. So, I think they are starting to also uh, acknowledge that. Um, yeah. side of the game and also the the fact that uh in a lot of games that uh it's just you know listened to and binged and stuff like that the the consequences for your actions when you you know just straight up kill somebody is they're they're a lot more games are holding their players to be a little more honest about that when stuff like that goes down so yeah i, I think that's started to change the dynamic of the game in in and of itself yeah. Yeah, it, it's hard. It is hard with D and D's. Like building a character in D and D, almost everything is, is revolves around how are you going to act in combat. 
Um, which is hard, like, cause I, you know, I, I play in, in rolling through the realms and in the beginning when I made my Arabella, almost nothing that I had in mind for her was combat based at all. Um, mm-hmm. which becomes very difficult when you're playing D and D because you're, you then become useless in combat. And then, um, you're not really given a lot of opportunities as the game is typically played mm-hmm. to use any other cool abilities, any, in any other situation. Um, and so it's cool that they are starting to do that. Like, and I like that, like my, like Misty is, is kind of like, you know, how, uh, what Brian mentioned, it's just, it's Misty is a, um, she's a character that I made that has a list of skills and a backstory and you can just do so much more with that. It's so much more flexible. There's not a lot of, um, yeah, like I don't have to focus on all that combat stuff because it's literally just one D six and shooting a gun and all of us kind of have that same skill. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. Uh, and in coming into this, like, it's funny. Cause like Rob and I have a pretty, like we have a great friendship, but like Paul, it's the first time I've worked with you. Jen is first time I've worked with you. And like, and so you're, you're always unsure how it's going to go, especially with this like very loosey goosey system until you do it. And I think that like, this has been a great social experiment. Yeah. yeah we got mm-hmm. lucky. I think with the, with people that we had, uh, yeah. if mm-hmm. I do say so, I also picked <laughs> yeah, everybody. That was, so <laughs> That was Jen's doing. Yes. Uh, um, I was going to mention because I, I, this going back to a little bit earlier in the conversation, um, but uh, uh, in, in talking about uh, what, what Rob was talking about, like you know, creating creating like a, a small like community, and and there's so much that you can do, and so much you can see there um, uh, yeah, that he did in crop, and uh, I felt most like that in um, uh, in the compound adventure because. Uh, mm-hmm. I really liked all the little cultists in that uh, in that one, and they they all had their their little quirks that I, I really enjoyed. But um, there, uh, one of the things I really played with, and you can see this in um, missing, because missing was in y'all's town, or at least in the county in Juniper County, and that I um, I was really intentionally kind of setting up some reoccurring characters because uh, I was kind of toying with the idea of of making kind of everything very local where you're dealing with uh, Sheriff South like pretty mm-hmm. much every time and he's he's come back I think once but um, but just much like uh, much more often and I leaned away from that because at a certain point like y'all are not in a big city and um, at a certain point, it becomes kind of murder. She wrote ish. Like, how were mm-hmm. all these people dying <laughs> near you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In this yeah. freaking Hamlet, it, it, it's yeah. very Night Vale, right? Where it's just like maybe it's right. just a yes. weird town. No, and I might go back to that because I, I really, um, I, I, I it, Sheriff South was the uh, uh, Sheriff South in. Um, yeah, I think you. I think you got one named person at his sheriff's department, which is his sister, but. Uh, it, he he was the only one I really filled out from that from that small town, but I think we will be doing more of that because um, uh, you know I like uh, I, I like bringing back kind of like a, a few at least a few reoccurring NPCs and and stuff, and um, I really like him in in particular. So um, might be seeing more of that, but uh, it is uh, it it is a whole different experience, like. When you're when you're essentially doing two shot, I mean two night one shots, in a place that you're going to leave right away, and um, 
I, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about like the NPCs and stuff and, and then, you know, you're like, uh, okay. Oh, you're the cat lady. Yeah. We'll go help find your cat. That's the last <laughs> time we're going to talk to you. It's like, Oh, I liked her, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird experience, like building up, building up a town and then tearing it down two recordings later. Uh, still fun and, and very challenging. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, this is a challenging game to run, but I think it's very rewarding. I, I have a blast with it. I would yeah, love I to so come too. back to Juniper because I, whenever we were talking about creating this game and doing this, I had this idea of like never really telling people where we are exactly because we have this made up county it's obviously in the state of texas um my favorite joke still to this day my favorite moment was accidentally outing where i was sitting uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to remember what town we were in it's like his white settlement the unfortunately named town i do not live amazing. there I don't live anywhere near there. I just happen to be recording from that location in that moment, which has made it even better. But I just I like this idea of like this. I, I kind of had in my mind, like having this ongoing joke of like, where is Juniper again? Oh, you know, it's, it's, you know, um, it's, you know, it's, it's over there. And, and, but because we never really returned to the town after that, we didn't really get an opportunity to flush that out. Um, yeah. Well, the, um, uh, the next one is, is in Juniper County. Uh, cause that, that's going to be the one that Missy's husband is working on. And it is local. Um, like in the flashbacks, they just drive to this location. Cool. Um, if, if y'all are wondering, I have no idea what's there yet. Perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> guess we'll find out. We'll uh, find out in February. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, at least that one will be in Juniper County. It's going to be in the past, so I bet there's a deputy uh, Dakota South there, but <laughs> he's probably not sheriff yet. Yes, that would be cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, like uh, season one turned out considerably better than I expected it to. Yeah, no, um, the whole I'm thing. extremely proud of this podcast. I am too, and I still remember you and I just kind of chatting about doing something like this, um, when this idea kind of emerged and I'm just really happy that it turned out the way it did and that we've been doing it as long as we've been doing it. And now we're going to have a season two and I'm, I'm really proud of the whole thing. Oh yeah. This was totally just going to be like a gimmick show. Right. <laughs> it's like, Hey, now these people investigate aliens on a podcast. We'll make a podcast about the Fictional aliens they investigate. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but it turned out to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Mostly it led me to reading a lot of Whataburger menu items to myself. Yeah. Over and over I think if nothing else, I've done good then. Yeah. I mean, when you have to game the menu to even get access to it's it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that did. And uh, uh, in, in that that moment has has caused so many dominoes to fall yes because um like one of the reasons like in the practice so like normally like i would split each night into three episodes so the it ends up being six episodes total uh, each adventure um but i was really finding episode one in each adventure really was eating mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and that pretty much was it and i was like this 
you know, and, I mean, with, with every adventure, like, you know, people kind of latch onto an episode one and kind of trail off, but it's like, man, there's more trail off than I want. So maybe we make the episodes longer and actually do something in episode one. Right. Mm. And so, yeah, that's Did why, that that's help? why practices Did that help on the, on the numbers. Uh, I think so. Let me look. Yeah, actually, that did. That was that wasn't bad. So, like crop, um, crop was right before the practice, yep. and, and this is pretty typical. Like it lost by episode six, it was half the listens as episode one. Right, that's pretty typical the whole way. On the practice, it was. Um, I don't know, 65, 70%. So that's good. Yeah. yeah that's I'm pretty, pretty good. Happy, I'm happy with that. And so probably uh, that, um, that makes it so we really do have to hit an episode a month, but <laughs> that'll work. Uh, that'll work. So we'll, we'll try. I, know, to, I mentioned um, this last time we recorded, but I have a one shot in mind that I want to do. It's just a question of like sitting down and like writing it out. Cause I think it'd be fun. And I think, it would add some fun elements because I want to set it somewhat in the past, like post um, uh, if Misty's still alive. Well, that's actually a bigger question is if Misty's still alive, then like, does it matter or not? But I have an idea that I think will work really well. It's just a question of doing it. So maybe after our first adventure back, I'll have had the time to like sit down and do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, I think yeah. like I have figured out a way to bring uh, Chris or Solano back too. So I'm very excited about that. So, we'll, so the podcast listeners will find out does he have the leg? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll find, no, this we'll is find take, out. This, this, this oh, is kind of a prequel. A... Yeah, it's a prequel. So. Oh, okay. okay. So we still won't know. So we won't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. It's also, also depending also... on whether or not Jen returns as herself or someone else. Like, I don't want to have her playing a dead character uh, mm. for a one shot. Look. If any like if any D and D group is going to have a ghost character, it should be this one, right? Actually, that's quite true. That's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to rework stats a little bit, but it'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that would function. You know, it's kind of like, like kind of like you know, after the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters two movie, then you had the real Ghostbusters, and Slimer's now just part of the group, right? Cartoon. You know? <laughs> yeah, Misty Slimer is what I'm getting at. I'm here for it. Yeah, I am here for it. Misty will refuse to go away, even in death. <laughs> So, like, is is Misty's character then just going to become obsessed with food now, and and just like, uh, you know, haunt the uh, Beefits factory into so like I bankruptcy? To, I have to Misty's tell you already kind of obsessed with food. I, yeah. yeah, it's just that's, nothing that's, healthy. <laughs> and very picky about the sugar and carbs that she eats. Right. <laughs> well, and so I don't know why it never occurred to me to mention this in game before, but late, you know, we've been planning all of this Christmas food and apparently, um, my fiance, one of their family's big things that they do on Christmas is they make shit on a shingle. And I haven't had mm -hmm. that since I was a kid. It's been so yeah. long. And that like, I didn't realize this, but the actual name for it is what is it? Hot chip beef or something like that. And I was just right. like, Okay, so this is like the one application of beefits that could have been useful, and exactly. I just it never occurred to me that we would use it for that. Um, so I've been thinking about beefits a lot lately as I plan my Christmas menu. Beefits is on the menu. It's on, it really is on the menu. I bought a bunch of beef, and we'll be making <laughs> shit on a shingle. 
Amazing. It's great. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, we're, we are running out of time. Is there anything that y'all wanted to ask that we didn't get to? Because if you don't say it now, you, I'll never say. We will this never know. The AMA, AMA is shut done. down. You may not ask any more questions until the end of season two. Right. Uh, I think I've, the, I've nailed all the questions I wanted to ask. I think. So um, I, I, I guess the real question here uh, for me is that, you know, we ended missing with a, with the Sarah Sullivan calling into uh, tricoastal mm-hmm. is are you going to come back to that yes mm-hmm. okay i do not like, know we, exactly we just how, did it and you but... left it hanging there and i'm yeah. like okay cool when is she coming back <laughs> i i have a couple of ideas of what has happened to her but i haven't decided yet and so i don't know exactly when but uh but yes yes uh that uh that will be, that will be revealed, and as well as the, um, uh, uh, the the creature that uh, what's her name from Fair uh, had locked her in her oh Stephanie West yeah uh, in her uh, uh, in her garage unleashing shit from the garage like man like like the way that you laid that out just creeped me out because it's like. She's summoning a monster in her own house. No, thank you. No, that's creepy as shit. Not a fan. Well, she, she was doing that missing, too. That right. She didn't mean to, but, like, Stephanie West definitely meant to. February something. something. We'll start uh, recording. February horror. Uh, season two. <laughs> if, uh, if, um, uh, there are advantages to both watching us play and listening to the podcast because you get extra stuff in each one. Stuff I cut out from the live recording and stuff I added later. My last <laughs> and, question. Oh, yeah, yeah. My last question. Last question to end the thing. Um, are you ever going to consider allowing chat interaction for our live shows? I know it makes it hard to edit. But oh, that goodness. is the one piece of feedback I get is that it's just like for all of the other shows that you, or for all the other games that you run, there's chat interaction. And the what like the feedback that I consistently get on order of podcasters is why can't I do anything in chat? So, um, th- does it, does it bother you when chat's talking and, and I don't acknowledge them at all? No, I understand how hard <laughs> that is now. <laughs> I, just, I bring, I bring it that is. up cause, uh, uh, yeah. What was that? Uh, I, a couple of days ago, the other night, it was, yeah, yes. like it was, I it was, was night. I was killing in chat. I was yeah, like, I was on fire and just nothing, nothing. So wasn't sorry. looking at all. I wasn't. No, it was. I wasn't. I was, it was so uh, bad. But then also, but then also, I was in the middle of running a bomb ass riddle for my players, and Paul figures out the answer really quick and puts it in chat. <laughs> yeah. I look, I. What, yeah, that's when you put in emote only mode right there. <laughs> no, no, we like uh uh yeah we uh Wilkes and I uh covered that up. Like we we just started spamming emotes in chat to uh to I make it go away. Because I couldn't figure out how to delete it. And, and I I typed I typed like, it out and I hit enter and, <laughs> and I hit enter and I'm like oh I shouldn't have said that and I was like immediately like I shouldn't have said that delete it. It's like is some is there a a a, 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 a mod Which in chat? Made, <laughs> 
I feel like brought more attention to it. Y'all, you guys like with the emotes. So I, there was no solution. I couldn't figure out, like I hadn't like, I, I couldn't figure out how to do it. And then I was like trying to do a million other things. And so I'm before I stream next, I'm going to add some mods so that, you know, we've got someone other than uh. me that can moderate the chat. Um, and, and, and at the end of the day, my players, I don't think actually solved it. I think they just took your answer and was like, let's just try mm. it. Uh, so. Yeah. Did, did they see it earlier and then just pretend like, Oh no, mm. they were, they saw it. Um, and maybe Rob can, can give some insight on this since he was playing in that oh, game. Man, I feel but, bad. <laughs> but, uh, I think it was Haley. Well, I did. It was like, oh, I was so, I'm so into it. that riddle. I was like, I was like, like every single question. I'm like, yes, I know this. I did. This. Okay. This is good. This is good. This is the answer. Oh, delete delete <laughs> like you're not playing this game tech now yeah no yeah. i like i i legit felt bad about that because i i like uh i you know i wasn't trying to give it away i was just excited that i figured it out and uh and, and i was just I'm, typing glad. Too I'm so happy you were excited that you figured it out well okay um, jib's friend points out uh, uh uh when you time out five years yes or mods can app type slash clear we didn't have any mods. No, that's the problem is yeah. I was the only one that yeah. could do anything. And I was just like overwhelmed with things happening. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that problem uh, will be but, solved. Yeah. So I am sorry for ruining your riddle. No, you this didn't ruin the riddle. You didn't ruin this the riddle. What... I don't think so. My, and, and I know that now we are talking about a completely different game on a completely different stream, but I think I, and, I, and it... I do actually want to answer your question. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, if, if Rob, do you have insight into this was to, did, uh, was, was the answer seen and just like pretended like y'all didn't see it. Did, did... I didn't see it. I know first. for a fact uh, Blinsky saw it. Yeah, he Jake totally he, saw it. I, I know he, he had to because he, he was responding he, I to everything to I said. It. I think he was trying to play it cool though. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is like this is the answer." No, he told um, me he saw it because after we were done, I think we were already off air. He's no, he did because he, he told me he said that right after. Um, I had switched scenes and I was in the middle of describing like the setup for the final fight. He's like kind of in the middle of that. It came to him why that was the right answer. And he said he had to stop himself from being like, Oh wait. And like explaining it to everybody. And so I know he just took the answer from chat. Oh, I, I did notice that he he in particular because he was chatting with Chad all night. Let unlike you know certain people, I am sorry. Were DMing the game. I am so uh, but, sorry. Um, <laughs> but just stopped at that moment. It was just like you know everybody's like you know oh Chad is helping us. Oh good, Chad's. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I think. I, yeah, I felt. Uh, no, don't feel bad because I like. I, I really liked the puzzle. I think maybe I made it a little too hard, but I'm going to, I'm just going to say, not, not I for think me. a lot <laughs> of it, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that, uh, my brain was mush by the time that we got to the puzzle, but just because it was, uh, as late as it was. So I get it. Like, I don't, I don't do well with puzzles past a certain time. Understood. So. No, okay. Yeah. As you know, as, as somebody who's in, podcasts that record sometimes later that is totally true you can't put mm-hmm. puzzle like you can put puzzles at the beginning <laughs> that are not appropriate for the end and that's one of the reasons like i made the dragonlance one easier 
at the end result than I made in the initial, uh, my initial conception of it was like, this is the end of the game Mm -hmm. type of a puzzle. It's like, this is, you know, if they're sitting there for an hour, they're just going to go, go more mush on it. Um, but, um, but yeah, to, to, um, uh, what was the question? Oh, chat. Um, I need to figure out a way to do it because um, I will, I will, I will brainstorm. Well, it, that's yeah. tough because you can't do like advantage and disadvantage no. in this game because that doesn't, I know. It, yeah. we don't have the mechanics well, for it. And, so like in the podcast, so it, has to be, no, it, it could be like role playing things. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. And I might, uh, I, I might play with that, but like um, the two podcasts that I have that, do those type of things or tales from the rusty speeder and Mont Blanc's hunters. But both of those are extremely kind of action and human, uh, human action and humor focused and not mystery focused. Mm-hmm. And so it works a lot right. better there because everything's just so kind of crazy. It's like, Oh, and then you're going to hit him. Oh, we got advantage from chat. You know, and everything's moving. But w- when you're trying to, and I know we have a lot of humor in ours, but when you're trying to do kind of a creepy, you know, paranormal vibe, like an X-Files type of a vibe going on during the episodes, and then you're like, oh, and then chat came through, it like it feels weird. And and so I'm <laughs> I would lo- I'd love to figure out a way to do it. I just don't know what that way is yet. So if um if y'all have suggestions or chat has suggestions or listeners have suggestions, let me know because I, I do I love in all my other games. Um having chat there to kind of help or hurt as, uh, as we'll say, right. I want to, I want to make things difficult for you. And I know he means me okay, and you. Listen. And he, <laughs> Wilkes is ready. He's got like 19,000 channel points for Technos channel. Wilkes, Wilkes was my highest channel point receiver. That's not the right word uh, of the gear. And Erner. yeah, he's he, he, earner. Yeah. There's a, that's a, that was a better one. Uh, Another example of late <laughs> night brain mush. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we, we also got hit pretty heavy when we were doing uh necromancer in that we got a lot of disadvantages. Like uh, I, I want to say it was like either the second or third session when we were like dealing with either that, that, giant in that house that kept like you know knocking down the walls and stuff like that there were a lot of disadvantages there and i'm like oh i'm I'm gonna be salty about this Uh, but i mean they do come through at times and throw us advantages but it's just like when you get so many of them in a row it's like take it easy on on those because it's just like when you can goose the game like that it it can be Having that, having, so having fun. a timeout function. So mm-hmm. I like how Jeff does it where you, uh, once you do it, you're not allowed to do it again for a certain amount of time. I, I do yeah. like that. Um, so that's something to consider. Um, also, Wilkes is listening. Right, I'm pretty sure. And I just know that he needs to be careful because he's going to be playing on my stream. And as soon as I hit affiliate, I'm going to give other people the opportunity to come and give him the just desserts that he has been earning for the past eight or nine months. Um, mm-hmm. So all the more reason to, to go follow dice children. Cause I need to get to 50 followers so that I can, I can set this up. Yeah, please do. I'm yeah. glad that we're ending this episode with just uh, like threats. Like, this is a really <laughs> yeah, good way Exactly. Like my players know if you, 
you know, if if you cross the DM, sometimes a DM makes things a little bit harder. Or sometimes when you do a battle and we have technical glitches, I make it ten times harder because <laughs> so many bad rolls. That's no, that was not our fault. That was not no, that wasn't your fault, but then I realized no, this is way too easy. Oh, there's cool other variant Dwergar. Let's use those. Cool. Yeah. Oh, this one uses fire. That's cool. Um, yeah, so <laughs> you, you just got to watch out sometimes because if you're uh, if you're not very kind to the DM, the DM can uh, the DM or the GM can uh, you know change things up a bit, make things a little more difficult. You know, kill a character this is, here. To, this yeah. is why in the old days when you played in person, you always brought food for the this, for the this DM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this was this was very appropriate activity since yeah. so, I now exclusively play online. I never get anything. <laughs> so I have a so one of my parties um, occasionally they will send me a gift card for uh, DoorDash. <laughs> That's awesome <laughs> to appease me. Um, yeah. <laughs> We are uh, we are running. Uh, uh, I just realized we're a couple of minutes over, so let's end this thing. Um, any final yeah. comments? Uh, any anything before we go? Uh, uh, Jim's friend says uh, I have a question. Can you go back over everything from the last hour and a half? Yes, we can. Uh, yeah, let me get my notes in the bot. Yeah, yeah go, bod. go go watch the replay. Oh God, right. I'm having technical difficulties. <laughs> um. But uh, I, I'll just say I'll just say again, I, I, like this, the, the whole game turned out better than I expected. The the episodes turned out better than expected. This has been a blast. I'm looking forward to season two. Got to figure out exactly how we're starting things. But uh, it has you got been time. it has you been got great time. fun. Yeah, you got a little. It's been time. great fun. So uh, I I really appreciate y'all. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I've missed playing with you guys. I've enjoyed the break because we have a lot going on and I've been insanely busy um, the past month or two. So it's been nice to kind of get that break. But mm. I have definitely missed this game. And I'm really, really excited to get back to it. It used to be something that I looked forward to every other Thursday. Um, or no, it wasn't every other Thursday that we played, but every other Thursday that I would come out. And um, it was it was one of my favorite things. Um, so I'm really excited to get back into it. Yeah, I echo everything you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. um, well, if you are hearing this on the podcast, um, we have not we have not played that February adventure yet, unless you're what listening to this in March. But um, twitch.tv slash technofunkboys where we play live and um, you uh, you'll still want to watch the listen to the podcast because uh, they are different experiences and special and both of them are special in different ways. Um, so Thank y'all again, and uh, we will uh, we will catch y'all next time. Appreciate it. 